getting ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus, I'm your host. Um, we are going to look ahead to the Brighton game. A slight change in lineup uh, from our point of view. Dan, unfortunately, can't be with us, uh, but we've got a substitute in. Uh, we've got Boston Ozil back uh, from Boston, hence the name. We're going to have to look for a different name for him soon, though. And we've also got Big Steve. Uh, so we're going to look ahead at the Brighton game, but we will reflect back on that uh, excellent victory against Chelsea that we had on Boxing Day. Steve, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, cold up north. <laughs> but, uh, You're still up north? Yeah, I, I should be heading back tomorrow, depending on what the what the uh, A1's looking like. I'll have a, have a look in the morning and then potentially set off back into the uh, unknown unknown realms of Tier 4. <laughs> so uh, you, you might want to head off early because I think we're going Tier 5, mate. They're inventing uh, the tiers. Tiers for fears, I think they call it. Everybody <laughs> wants to rule the world. That could be used along that one. Listen, though, if anybody does have COVID, uh, I've been fortunate enough. I've I've had it twice this time, but I've had it had it twice. Um, but once confirmed, I've not been too bad. I've been a bit tired and stuff like that. But on the other hand, my wife is really, really struggling with it. So hits people differently. Take what you want of it, uh, but just be careful. Be careful. Boston, Mike, how are you? Good. Good uh, afternoon, I guess. Not evening quite for you guys yet. Uh, um, almost. Maybe. I, I, I've got to say evening because officially I'm at work for the half hour. So <laughs> um, Good to be back um, on a positive note after that win mm. at the weekend. Um, hopefully we continue that trend today. Hopefully. And I'm liking the new shirt. If you haven't had that yep. shirt on before. No, got it for Christmas on Re on the back as usual. I don't get anyone yes. else. Um, and it was good luck uh, on the weekend. So I'm going to continue wearing it until that uh, luck runs out. Hopefully, it's not today. <laughs> okay. Hopefully, hopefully it's not a one-hit already... wonder. Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Um, <laughs> hi to some of the guys in the chat. Heath, Ross, Kai, uh, all joining us and uh, others to join us soon. Listen, what we'll do, first of all, as we've done in this format, is uh, we'll look back at the Chelsea game. And, you know, Arsenal recorded an important victory against Chelsea to end a seven-game run without a win. Uh, in the Premier League and to ease the, the the pressure on Mikel Arteta. There was a quite a lot of change in the lineups and, and uh, lineups that we talked about, uh, Steve, myself, yourself and Trev. Um, we talked about, we, we, we said we must start ESR uh, and that we wanted Martinelli to start. We, want, we wanted some youth and some creativity in that midfield. What, what, what did you what did you make of the, the lineup, first of all? I, I enjoyed it, not seeing William involved. Not seeing David Luiz involved, not seeing you know the same the same dross that's been you know causing us problems. Like, you know, Jacka Jacka played, and you know I think a few people beforehand were saying, "Oh, God, Jacka's still there, Bellerin's still there." But I think if you've got the right balance, you know, we saw at the end of last season with Jacka, when you've got a fairly balanced structured squad, he can be an okay player. You know, he can mm. he can do a job. Um, we'll, and, and, we'll expand on we'll expand yeah. on Shaq in, in in a bit, but yeah, but, but uh, please just yes, Yeah, definitely. Just having that having that player that can you know we've tried it with Willock, we've tried it with Sabayos sitting you know just forward of a, a you know 
forward in a midfield three. Um, but this time it looked like he was playing in, you know, the traditional 10 role. But just having someone that will run into the box, that will look for a pass wide, can drift into wide areas and cross it in. Just someone that's constantly running and looking for an option. I think that was that was good to see. And with Saka and Martinelli, you know, live wires either side of him, I think it it, it, it worked. And yeah, I, I was buzzing to see the lineup when it was announced. Good. Mike, what did you make of that lineup then? Because, um, you know, we, we've had some conversations on chat, you know, the WhatsApp group and so on. Um, uh, you know, were you pleased to see the likes of William? And, you know, he's a talent at the end of the day. He hasn't shown it for us, but were you pleased to see him not in the lineup? I know some some of the changes were enforced in the likes of Gabrielle um, and, and Louise and so on. But what did you make of the lineup? Um, I thought it was surprising. It definitely caught me by surprise. Definitely seeing Smith Rowe in there caught me by surprise. Um, was I upset about it? No. I thought that the team needed a little bit of a shakeup. I think it shows that uh, – I mean, I know some of them were forced, but I think it just shows that um, Arteta didn't go with the same normal squad. I think it would have been easy for him to just pick the same guys and not take a chance. Um, I liked seeing Martinelli back. You think – do you think the media and not necessarily this podcast, but like just general social media, um, forced Arteta to to change because people were saying like he's so stubborn with sticking with his his starting eleven that he has done, and he keeps on picking the likes of Shaka all the time. Do, do you do you think that was something that forced him? Um, I can't think. I mean, it would be nice if this podcast impacted his his uh, decisions, right? right? <laughs> um, but I would have to say that at that level, um, if a club like Arsenal is being run by what's on the media, what's in social platforms, then we've got a bigger problem on our hands, right? Um, uh, I'm sure that he felt the pressure. I'm sure that he's had conversations with Edu and Vinay and, and things haven't been, um, you know, uh, pleasant. But I think he was forced at the f- the fact that we weren't getting results, we weren't playing well, and it was like, what do I need to do to to change something, right? And what better than bringing it? Excuse me, some youth who you know will try to bring a spark, will bring some energy. I think of the most, while you may be lacking in some technical ability, you're going to compensate that with the energy that the guys like Martinelli will bring, right? Martinelli isn't the most technical yet. He's still very young, but he's very quick. He's persistent. He doesn't stop. He's got a good engine on him, right? And that's one thing that we've been lacking is that effort. Even if it's not the best effort, right? Just showing that effort, I think, is is what we've been missing. And Because he, ha- he didn't have the greatest of games, is he? He shinned right. one. Um, he missed a couple of opportunities. And, overhead and the, though. <laughs> the touch <laughs> and, the t- and the turn to get that away was was something special. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, what did we make of um, Mari's performance then, Steve? Um, you know, he he he's had what three, four games for us. He only had I think four, two four games. In the I can remember. Yeah, two performances that I can remember. I can remember the final game with fans, which was the West Ham game. Um, and uh, game. he had a good game then. And I think he had one other good game. It might have been, again been against West Ham. He had uh, in lockdown. He got injured against City. And I think he played one before that in the league. So I think it's his fourth game in the league and he's had a couple of appearances. I so what did you make of his performance? Because he gave a free kick away that... It, 
from certain angles could have been a red card there's a, mm-hmm. a debate about and also he gave a penalty away at the end of the game so. the second yellow card <laughs> yeah. um yeah i i it's a strange one i, I said to obviously you and trevor I, I was looking forward to seeing how we how we went up against top opposition you know so i i i don't think chelsea troubled us too much i thought Werner was completely off the race um kai havertz when he came on wasn't did the covers come on? I wasn't thinking about the game I saw yesterday. I don't know. Anyway, he wasn't troubled too much. He wasn't troubled too much. Um, uh, but yeah, decision making. I think there was, to, you know, people are saying, oh, it was it was late on in the game. He was tired. He hasn't, you know, he's not hundred percent match fit. And okay, you can say fair enough. You know, it wasn't it wasn't an awful challenge in the box for the penalty. It was it was a bit clumsy. Same with the the challenge that could have been could have been an early sending off. Um, I don't think he was that bad. I don't. I really don't think he was that bad. But I, I, I still want to see more. I still want to see more. I think if he's going to be, Mike, do you think match match fitness might have affected him? James Power in the chat says, you know, match mm. fitness got to him, and maybe that's why he was that bit slow in that tackle to give that penalty away. And what poor timing it would have been as well, because we're three 0 up. We'll talk about the goals in a second, but we're three 0 up, and uh, we we did look a little bit like. Uh, we we needed the final whistle. Yeah, I, I was going to say, James, I think, hits it on the head. Um, I watched quite a few games of Flamengo last year. Um, Jorge Jesus, Portuguese manager, I followed his career. He's back at Benfica now. Um, so I watched quite a few of their games last year. They played in the three at the back. Um, he was very good. Uh, Mari is a very good player. I think he needs the right pairing with him. I think someone like Tierney on one side, if we have... I still have my doubts about Bellerin, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, but if he gets, I think him and uh, Gabriel could create a very good partnership. Mari's not the fastest. Positionally, he's very good. His awareness of where he needs to be is very good. He's very good with his feet. He's able to pick a pass, as you saw a few times, trying to go long. Um, I think match fitness is what what hurt him. He hasn't been consistently in the squad. He's been injured in and out. Um it's been tough for him to kind of get this rhythm going. I think if he gets a good run of games, I think we'll start to see the real uh, Pablo Mari. And I think most Arsenal fans will be be pleasantly surprised with what he can offer the team. And is he is he a first team starter or is he a squad player? Because uh, Luke and Richard both say he's like a good squad player rather than the first team starter. I'm going to say that, I mean, he was an undisputed starter on Flamengo, right? And Flamengo won everything that they had to win except the uh, FIFA... World Cup, play, uh, club he, World Cup against played, Liverpool. Played a good game. In, Correct. In the um, Liverpool. I think if he gets a good run of games with our current squad, I think he is a starter with Gabriel, the two of them together. If we bring in another center back that we're looking to sign as a starter, that's a different discussion. But I think given our current squad, everyone fit, um, I would say that he's definitely in the running for a starting spot if he gets a, a run of games. Could 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 you play holding Gabriel and Mari then as a as a, a three at the back? Although I think we'll go to a four three three eventually. You could because again, like I said, when he was at Flamengo, he Judge Jesus tinkered with three at the back. He went five at the back a few times, but for the most part, he always played with three at the back, and Mari was at the heart of that. So it's not a system that he's not familiar with. Um, I would probably say he's more comfortable with a three at the back, having played for so many games with Flamengo last year in that system. So um, I think having the ability to have a center back who's experienced, who's won things, 
um, and who's familiar to go back and forth between those two systems, I think is a plus. Um, opposed to if you have a center back that's always played in a 4-4-2, right? Going to a three might change a little thing, uh, right? Holding mm-hmm. probably hasn't played much of a three other than, you know, with Arteta, Chambers, same thing, right? So having someone that has that experience that can go between systems, even mid-match, right? Changing your formation, someone with that experience, I think is crucial. Yeah, holding, you mentioned him, as Heath said, has been very consistent. Look, listen, let's let, let's not concentrate on particular players. I, 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 I talked a lot about Mari because he hasn't played that many games for us and he had a couple of controversial sort of uh, incidents in there. So, um, But the first goal came from Tierney. You say you like Tierney in a three, the left of a three, but he was playing left of a four. Um, and um, what did you make of, uh, Steve, what did you make of uh, the penalty? Um, he 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 showed the guy, and I must admit, I looked at the replay, and he was going down before there was any real contact. And the VAR said it was about the knee made contact, and yeah. I, I thought it was really soft. I'll take it. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but I'll, yeah. <laughs> I was my my brother just come in the, the the bedroom when I was watching, and he was like, he was like, oh, never a pen. You know, bearing in mind my brother is you know one of the reasons I got into Arsenal he doesn't he has no interest now but he was like that's not a pen or you know and I'm, I'm like well there's there's very minimal contact you've got you've got to give it like we've had them go against us um it was soft it's one of those ones where by letter of the law because there's a slight bit of contact in the box that clips him just as he's falling you say it's a pen um, yeah, I'll take it all day long, but it's it's soft. If that happens to us tonight, touch wood, it doesn't, I'll be absolutely livid. <laughs> so you got to take him where you can. It's a soft pen, but I, you got to give it to Tierney. One, he created that play, right? A player of his, of his age to be able to create that play. And then on top of that, nine out of 10 players in the Premier League go down on that play. It, yeah. Right. For him to have the experience to, to try to get something out of that. Harry Kane goes down in that situation. Everyone's praising him, right? Harry Kane, brilliant job, right? No one's talking about the contact. They're talking about what he did to get to that spot. So is it soft? Yes. If it was on the other side, would they have called it? Most likely. So, Mm. I mean, credit to, to what he did to get himself in that position. Yeah. And Reese James, Reese James hasn't been, been, you know, got past much of this season. He's been, he's been very, very good. So, and he didn't complain either. Which I think tells you a little bit about uh, the yeah. fact that he, 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 he struggled very much against Tierney in that, the whole game, if I'm honest. Yeah. And I think he struck the, the, the left hand side of the Chelsea uh, um, team struggled. Well, most of the Chelsea team struggled. And that's a point that people have been making that, you know, yeah, great, it's three points. Yes, we've, we, we've won a game. Yes, we've turned the, the right. Here's the turning point. But it wasn't a great Chelsea. Before we go forward, just to answer the Gunnar podcasts. Uh, question: We weren't due to have Potsy in, Mike, uh, but uh, he's had some stuff come up that uh, he he has to deal with. So um, he made his apologies, and thankfully, uh, Boss knows or Michael Galvez, um, who is one of the founding members of this uh, podcast, uh, joined us at last minute notice. So we thank him for that. Um, so uh, Lacazette, Mike, um, the dummy to score the penalty. How clever was that? Um. It was good. Uh, again, I'm a big fan of Lacazette. I know that he's had uh, some inconsistencies in terms of form. I think if he gets in form, I think he's a very good player for us. I would argue probably one of the top five strikers in the Prem if he he's able to find his form. Um, I do like him. Um, 
as a lone striker, not as much. I, I like to see him either in that holding role or together with another striker, but I can't remember the last time Arsenal played in a 4-4-2. <laughs> um, probably the days of Henri and Burkamp, and that wasn't necessarily a, a, a flat-out 4-4-2. But um, I, I think that goal is going to help him. That win's going to help everyone. Um, and hopefully it'll be interesting to see how things pan out today if, if he gets that start again, which I think he deserves, or if Arteta uh, changes things up again with uh, another game in such a short time span. But, um, yeah, I, I was nervous that he was going to miss, if I'm being honest, because of the way everything's been going. I'm like, he's going to miss. Like, there's no – of course he's going to miss because Arsenal's been playing so poor up until now. Like, what are the likelihood that we score this penalty and we go on a run? But, thankfully, it turned out the other way. Steve, um, you mentioned him earlier. Uh, the, the, there was a free kick taken. Saka put it in the back of the net, um, but it had to be retaken because the referee said there was infringement about the, the, the shaving foam and stuff like that. Okay, I, I missed that. And Shaka took, which can be a bit of a trademark for him. He can take them. There are few and far between, but he just went, it's me, I'm taking it. It's me. It reminded me, and I'm nowhere comparing the two guys, of the time when the referee, I think it might have been it might have been Mike Dean or David Ellery, who was the referee and made against, might have been against Wigan, that Henri was made to retake a free kick. And then he retook it and scored and went, is that enough? But beforehand, he went, it's me. And uh, he scored a corker. Credit where credit is due. You know we're not huge fans of him on here. Yeah. But, you know, we had John hey, from Miami doing that. <laughs> all you yanks are the same <laughs> yeah I, I, th- I thought he had a, I thought he had one of his good games um he was ev- he seemed everywhere he was he was getting forward he was playing passes in playing passes out to the you know to Tierney to Martinelli um you know is is his partner in crime I didn't I don't think had had a fantastic game El Nenny um but but the fact that El Nenny was was stayed deep and you know was was drifting either side to cover I think that helped Xhaka get forward a little bit more and and try you know because we had those because we had Smith Rowe Saka and Martinelli who were constantly going forward and leaving areas you know in the final third and in in that sort of upper midfield area because they were constantly going forward you needed that player you know and and we've said about David Luiz pinging balls over uh, we didn't need that so Xhaka was able to sort of have more of a free role get the ball moving and yeah the, the free kick was <laughs> the free kick was sublime um you know if he can do that every week until he leaves cool you know do we need something a bit better i i do think so but the problem the problem you know with Xhaka is he can have a have a game like that and you know next next game cost us and and that's which, that's which, which, which is what we, we've talked about all the time. I'm conscious of time because the team line outs are going to be out in 10 minutes. So I want to finish up on this game. Um, we did have a nervy, um, a nervy into the game. I know Abraham got one back. Jorginho had a penalty saved by Leno. Uh, we can touch on that if you want, um, like uh, Mike. But, 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 but before, before, before we, Steve, hang on. Before we go there, um, what did you make? Was it a cross? Was it a shot, Mike? What did Saka? Did he intend? And did you see the banter afterwards on Twitter with, with Abraham and and um, with Saka? And he went, "Yeah, I meant to sub off his line. I checked yeah. him in it." <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't believe that he meant to do it. It came out, uh, it came out well. Um, 
I'm not convinced that he actually attempted. He doesn't even, it didn't even look like he picked his head up and looked at the goal um, to see where the goalie was positioned. It just, it, for me, it seemed like it was a mishit cross and it just happened to come out well. But I'll take those mishit crosses all day, every day, if they keep happening like that. <laughs> and, um, the save by Leno, what did you think of that? Uh, obviously, Abraham got one back. That was just like unfortunate. And it took, it took a shine off the 3-0. But I think Leno actually saved the day by saving that uh, penalty because we were nervy at um, 3-1. If it went 3-2, that five minutes would have been hell. Abraham's goal was their first shot on target 84, yes. 85 minutes in, which is astonishing. Um the penalty, if that had gone in, I think the last four or five minutes would have been a circus, absolute circus. I think we would have been struggling hard, right? You, having the run of form that we had, go up 3-0, all of a sudden 3-2, and you got a few minutes to defend yourselves. You're going to be, you know, booting the ball as far as you can. If you could put it out of the stadium, you will. I mean, it would have been a nightmare. I have a bunch of friends who are Chelsea fans, and they had been talking so much trash Uh consistently it's a constant um and i was i didn't say anything in the chat until the end of the game because i just know that arsenal's um capable of doing a bottle job here and there and then when they got that penalty i was like it's happening again this is going to be a nightmare mm. but thankfully thankfully it panned out and having thinking back on like how many times peter check saved the penalty right to have uh leno be a little bit better when it comes to uh penalty kicks i think is a is a plus um, but it's good to see that he was patient with Jorginho because of that whole, you know, little run up and then hop, right? It, the, he, they're basically looking for the the keeper to make a move and then just pick their spot, right? Bruno Fernandez does it for Manchester United. Fortunately, he was patient enough and, and got an arm to it um, and stopped us from going into a complete meltdown for the last four or five minutes. I did. Listen, that's um, we've won our last 10 Premier League um, home matches on Boxing Day, 26th of December, uh, the second best run in the competition that uh, behind Manchester United on 12 between 97 and 2016. Um, some of the guys in the chat mentioned, like James and Andy mentioned, uh, there there were, we hit the post, we hit the bar, we, you know, and at 3-0, it could have been six, it could have been seven at points. But it could equally have gone three three. It was just one of one of one of those games. Looking ahead to the Brighton game now. So um Brighton down your end neck of the woods, really normally where you are, Steve. Uh, they are without Lamptey. Uh they were without Lamptey, ex-Chelsea player who wanted to play first team football, left um Chelsea uh, after a loan period, I believe, at uh Chelt at, at Brighton. Very, very fast uh, right-wing player. Lots of rumours surrounding him possibly replacing Bellerin. He's out with a hamstring and Lalana and Connolly are being assessed. Arsenal are without Louise, William and Gabrielle. Gabrielle because of the positive COVID test and party will be assessed, but unlikely. What do you make of this Lamptey kid then, Steve? Uh, I'm you know what you were like with the kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so, okay. Every week. Um... <laughs> I think he looks promising. He looks dangerous. Um, my my only my only question mark. I mean, he's he, Brighton have been you know Brighton have been okay this season. My only question mark if we replace looking at replacing him 
as our right back. And if Arteta, as has been documented, wants to play a back four, my only question marks over Lamptey is how good he is defensively. Um, he's very good going forward, very quick, very good on on the recovery, but not always. You know, as as we've seen, have Arsenal had those chances and. Sometimes when our right back does like to bomb forward, we get exposed. Um, so that's my only question mark. But he's he looks very, you know, he looks very promising. He's only 20, um, probably similar to how Bellerin was at 20, 21 when he was coming through. So yeah. um I, I think if 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 we are gonna get rid of someone and get rid of Bellerin, I think a player of a player like Lamptey is is a good starting point to mould somebody into is he, not, is he not going to be too expensive with his Premier League um, his Premier um, League status and probably a Chelsea sell-on fee as well the, the, the sell-on fee will probably come regard, you know will be there regardless of the price and I don't think Brighton are in too much of a position to because I, I don't think mm. I don't think many people are after his signature I, I think the only people I've seen linked to uh, link with him are us and and I think I saw something the other day about Dortmund looking at him. Um, so mm. there's not many that are after him. So yeah, who Mike, knows? Brighton are unbeaten in the past five league, league contests games, winning three times and drawing twice over us. We haven't won since 2017 at there. What sort of lineup do you look at? Smithrow, Gabriel are both available. Could they make uh, successive starts? What, what would you go with a lineup? We've got... Five minutes. The actual lineups are announced. I would, uh, I if there's no reason to change what we did against Chelsea, I wouldn't change it. Uh, I think it it worked well. I think it'll also give guys like Smith Rowe um, some confidence to uh, for the fact that you know here, we're getting another run out. Right? There's some confidence in us. There's some motivation there. Um, just to keep you know put their head down, keep working hard. And, and I think if he does change, especially taking some of those young guys out, um, it might give them a little bit of hit of confidence, right? Because, Hey, we were, we were shit, right? All of a sudden we pull off a, a good win and now we're back on the bench for some of the other guys. Right. So I, I would personally would keep the same um, as we win against Chelsea. I don't believe there's any of those guys that are out. Um yeah. If if parties available, do you drop Smith Rowe? If, if no. do you do you rotate uh, Sabios for El Neni or Shaka? No. Uh, again, I don't think there's. I don't think Sabios has shown anything that would warrant him to just come right back into the squad, unless El Neni is fatigued or he has a knock. Party. I think we learned our lesson from the Spurs game. Don't force him back in. Right. He's he's injured. Uh, he's coming back from an injury. Don't force uh, what you don't have to force. If you want to bring him in in the second half, bring him in in the second half. But again, I would stick with the same 11. Steve, anything that you do differently or change or um, formation-wise? I, I would I would keep it the same. Um, if there was going to be a change in the midfield, um, I wouldn't have Sabayos in with Xhaka. I just don't think that leaves us with enough defensively. I think if Elneny did have any question marks, then the only person I think you can you can bring in or only people I would say you bring Maitland Niles for Elneny or Callum Chambers, give him a start because he come back at the same point as Mary and he can play in that holding midfield role. So um but I think it'll be the same. Huh? 
Chambers in the midfield makes me nervous. He was player of the season at Fulham playing yeah. that role. Playing, playing at Fulham and playing at Arsenal are two different animals. We can't Not compare that. Playing, playing, in <laughs> playing in the championship can be far more difficult than playing in a very good Arsenal side. Not very saying that, but there's different... There's different expectations when you put the Arsenal kit on. There's a different yeah, weight yeah, yeah. to that uniform. It's just very different. I I can't see – I can't imagine that Arteta hasn't played David Luiz in a holding midfield role, that he would go and play Chambers in a holding midfield role, who I think David Luiz is much better suited for that position than Chambers is. Mm-hmm. Well, David Luiz has had his best seasons at, at yeah. midfield. But, um, you know, you, you're making the point about championship. How many people were calling for Calvin Phillips – after after a stormer in the championship at Leeds, you know, people were saying bring him in over Chambers because he can play centre back and DM. I, you know, I, I I like Chambers as a squad player. I don't think he's a starting eleven, but I, I think the, the the plus with him is his versatility. So if El has got anything wrong with him, I think you have to bring in someone that's got an engine and that can can sit and defend because you can't have Sabah and Jacker. Personally, myself, I think. Um... If they've played well and done well, I would probably start the same starting 11. Yeah. I can see some just by the nature of the number of fixtures we got coming up because we play, we play, when do we play next? We play New Year's Day, do we? Day after New Year's. Let me see. I got it here. Day after New Year's. Yeah. And then and then we play again in the cup. The cup, I'm not worried about. I, I'd, I'd be out of all cups to be honest, uh, just to concentrate and getting somewhere up in the league. Exactly. But 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 um, I think he may drop Lacazette for either Eddie and Ketier or Aubameyang. That's the that's the change I can see that might happen. I hope you're wrong. I don't want. I Ketia. hope I'm wrong. I really I do. Want, hope I, 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 want it, I, I definitely want it to start the, the same. But um, yeah, m- maybe yeah. I didn't even think about Aubameyang. If he's if he's fit, maybe he'll play. Over Lacazette, but I think Lacazette coming deeper, getting the ball and moving it worked well with the with the three that were sat behind him. So, yeah, the idea would be to keep it the same. And we got. I would keep reading on. We got the lineup reading on Twitter. Abamyang. No, it's not. It's not out yet. But some people are leaking some stuff and they're saying that Abamyang is starting. Yes, it's already Yep. Is it up? Here we go. Yep, Abamyang for Lacazette. The only change is yeah. That's the only change. Yep. And yep. Ketia, Lacazette, Pepe on the bench. Willock, Sabayos, Maitland-Niles, Cedric, Mustafi and Runison. I'm happy with that. Yeah, I, don't, I think I just don't know how to use Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy with that. I don't know if I... I don't know. I, I just think it's a it's a blow for... Um, for Lacazette, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the only thing is with Lacazette, you know is it's, it's, it is a tough one because... Uh, you know what? I, th- I, th- I think he's he's a casualty worth sacrificing if it means we can get a Bamiyang firing as well. If we can get a Bamiyang firing and we can get um, uh, Lacazette firing and then rotate them through the squad with mm-hmm. Martinelli. Um, and Ketia doesn't seem to be hitting the mustard for me. He needs to go out and alone. Um I, I I just think it's probably a sacrifice worth worth taking. Hmm. We've got we've got to see what you know. Give him a chance in the same team that performed against Chelsea. I think that's 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 why he's there. 
And and after all, he is club captain. So if he's fit, he's he's going to play. I would have preferred to have him come in in the second half, some tired legs and Brighton. Maybe that might help yeah. kickstart him. Um, but we'll see. Looking at the at, at the lineup, uh, so we got Leno on goal. It looks like we're doing a back four: Bellerin holding Marion Tierney, Shaq uh, and Elneny sitting in front on front of them. Saka, Smithrow, and Mar uh, Martinelli with a Bamiyang playing point. On the bench, we've got Wanyarison, Mustafi, Cedric, Maitland Niles. What that guy has to do to get a game, I don't know. Sebias, <laughs> Willock, Pepe, Inketia, and Lacazette. It's a mixed bench. It shows the depth in our squad. It shows that the quality in our squad is just not, not really up to it. We're up against Sanchez in goal, Webster, Dunk, love that fella, Bizema, uh, McAllister, Gross. Christ, I can't pronounce him. Jabanaska or something like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Topher, I can't even see it. Bernardo, uh, Burn, and Veltum. So, yeah, I listen. Brighton's record is not great. Um, what have they? Let's have a look at Brighton's stats. They've won once in the last 13 leagues, fixtures drawing seven and losing five. Um, you know, I don't want to put a balk on it. I'm not trying to do any of that. But, um, yeah, we, we we do need to get a result. They are a bit of a bogey team for us. Um, and if we can get a result, you know, we if we get a result tonight, we end up being, at the, at the end of tonight's games, we end up being nine points behind second place. So, not saying we're getting into second place, but it means that top four is still um, an, an area that we... we should really be looking at. We should be looking up and not down. We need to uh, worry about being uh, looking down, but um, yeah, we need to go from there. Mike, thoughts on the lineup then overall? I'm happy with that. Again, I didn't think that we needed to change. Um, I'm, I guess, indifferent on the Obama Yang for Lacazette. I would have liked to see Lacazette starting again um, and then have Obama Yang come in off the bench. Uh, I, I feel like it may be easier for. Obama Yang to get in a rhythm with maybe some tired legs in the second half. Um, but we'll see how he, how he does from the start. Hopefully he has a good performance. I think Arsenal's season uh, hinges on Obama Yang realistically. If he's not firing in all cylinders, uh, we're in trouble. Um, if he's, you know, scoring very uh, sporadically, um, Arsenal is going to struggle as a whole to get results, as we've seen in the past. So we need someone, whether it's Lacazette, whether it's Aubameyang, to start scoring goals. Ideally, the two of them would be would be great. Um, but apart from that, I'm, I'm happy with the starting eleven, and hopefully, we can uh, we can get a result against a Brighton team that I think has two wins this whole season. I think their last win was uh, maybe mid November against Aston Villa. I think was two to one, and they haven't won a game since I know that they tied Liverpool at home, but uh, then again, I also know that we have our struggles uh, in Brighton. So hopefully we can get a result here. Um, the, the Gouda podcast says Brighton resting players just because it's just Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's make them pay. Um, a few guys asking where old man Trev is. Old man Trev is uh, an essential worker. He's out delivering uh, your Tesco goods because every little bit helps as they say. Um, I, I wonder if we get any money for that. <laughs> it's an ad <laughs> yeah <laughs> very unlikely um the gunners have three league clean sheets uh they have come in away 
fixtures, so it would be nice to keep a clean sheet. I think that was a disappointing thing about um, the um, the game against Chelsea. Uh, I am going to go for um, uh, an Arsenal victory. Unfortunately, not keeping a clean sheet. I'm going to go for two one because uh, Brighton are down in that area. Um, I think um, they will uh, work hard with. Um, I've got a cat gone nuts in the corner. Um, <laughs> um, I, I think I think um, they'll like work harder than set set pieces. They might put us under some pressure, um, so we might uh, we might concede. But I'm I'm still reasonably confident that we'll uh, do two one. Steve, what's your thoughts on uh, game prediction then score prediction? I think two 0 I think we'll get a clean sheet. I think we were very close um against Chelsea I don't think Brighton have the same sort of firepower and as a lot of people are pointing out Welbeck and Mopé are both on the bench um so yeah I think I think we'll we'll win it comfortably today Mike um Brighton score they average over a goal a game um they also concede a lot of goals um I'm gonna go with a three to one uh, again, and I think Lacazette score or Aubameyang scores too. That'd be lovely, wouldn't it? <laughs> I have to agree with John here. We need we, we need a win because living with uh, our fans. Uh, well, he lives down that way as well. He'll be driving him mad. But just generally, di- living with uh, living with our fan base at the moment is just really really impossible. Look, Mikel Arteta have just scored three away goals in the past six league fixtures. We got a Bamiang. Uh, if he can, he did get a, go- a goal from open play um, in his last start. So hopefully that's um, that that's again the pictures on Arsenal dot uh, com were showing him very happy in training. Was also showing no David Luiz and no William. What do you make of that then, um, Mike? Um, I don't want to believe that the rumors are true, um, especially with two players who are experienced, have worked with different managers. Um, I, I right, they came to this club with the project that Arteta and Edu proposed to them. Right, I can't imagine that they would be two of the guys who were involved in this behind-the-scenes stupidity. Could it be? Yes. Um, I know that uh, there have been quite a few Brazilians in the Premier League that have tested positive. Uh, I know Fernandinho, I believe, was the latest from Manchester City. Ironically, Gabriel Magalhães uh, tests positive. David Luiz and William apparently may have been part of that crew that they were together they're all very good friends. Um, so we know that the Brazilians in the Premier League have a, a pretty strong click, whether they're at the same club or not. I'd like to think that they may have just been at an event or uh, a holiday celebration together, which may have just caused this issue. Um, coincidental that most of them are Brazilian. <laughs> um, so that's what I'm kind of hanging my hat on. Uh, I, I can't believe that. I don't want to believe that they may be some of the issues leaking information outside um and they both having dinner with diego costa steve oh i hope not yeah just um just quickly before i move on to the diego costa i i it's tough for me with the rumors because at chelsea when everyone down tools on Mourinho and there's a lot of problems and conte the players that were being rumored to be the troublemakers were hazard louise willian 
and Fabregas. So there's there's a lot that's pointing against them. Um, and and in a, in, a, in a way, I would hope that the rumours are true because then we'll see less of them and we'll have players like Reese Nelson, Pepe, Martinelli, Saka constantly given a run on that right wing over Willian and we'll see, you know, Mary Chambers um, holding, play more at centre-back until the end of the season. So um, a little bit different on what Mike's saying, but obviously, yes, you know, you don't want to hear that your players are arseholes um, ultimately. Um, and on, on the other hand, <laughs> yeah, on, on the subject. Can you imagine the North Bank? We sang the Elephant Man at them all the time. It's just... uh, I, I can't see it happening. I cannot, I cannot see it happening. Um, I, I, and again, I think I'm, a, I'm a bit with, like what Mike was saying. I don't want to see it happening. Um, I don't want to believe the rumors. I just, I know we don't, we don't need that. We don't need that. Yes, we need a big, bulky striker for some of these crosses when certain things aren't working for us. But look at, look elsewhere. Not. Not Costa. He's 32. He's slow. He hasn't hit a barn door since returning to Atletico. No, 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 no. And, and he's, he's going to come in on a free. He's going to come in on a free and want loads of money. Uh, and we have another situation no. of William. No, pinch, pinch Welbeck back off of Brighton. I'd rather that. <laughs> Can I get well, a great player of uh, Theo Walcott. No thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welbeck's a great player. Unfortunately, his injury record doesn't help him that much. Mike, do you want to have the final word on this game then? Uh, what's your thought on on, on the Costa uh, links, his contract being terminated? He's Brazilian, Portuguese, so you have uh, a little bit more insight to that side of things. It's not Portuguese, Fergus. They're two different countries, damn it. Uh, they speak the same language. <laughs> they do. You're practically, um, you're practically Irish because you've spoken to me for long enough. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, I, I've, I've never been a fan of his. I, I don't like his personality. Right, He's one of those guys where if he's on your team, you want him on your team, but you don't want to play against them. Um, he's just, I don't know, he's just a nuisance. He's dirty. Uh, I don't like his style of play. Yes, he's scored a lot of goals. Yes, he's he's played at the top level. Um, but like Steve said, I don't think he's he fits into our system. He's not a mobile player. Um, he's more of a guy that needs to be in and around the box. And given the way Arsenal play, I'm not sure that we could do with a guy that needs to be in and out of the box. Right? We need someone who needs to drop between lines, someone that can get wide, someone that can come inside. Um, and I don't think that he would fit as a player, nor do I think he would fit from a personality perspective, realistically. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I don't. I want him as far away from from Arsenal as, as possible. Whether it's free, whether it's donated, whether he comes with a box of chocolates, I don't care. I don't want him at the club. And you went for three one. I've gone for two one, and Steve has gone for. Sorry, remind two me two one as well. Two nil. Two. Okay. Boys, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, you have been watching an Arsenal podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Some of the three originals on here, myself uh, and Mike started this off. Steve was one of the early contributors with uh, the likes of Manny and uh, Scunny. Um, so, yeah, it's been good. It's good to have the Motley three back. Um, and, uh, yeah, only one last thing to say, people. Up the Arsenal. Up the Arsenal. 
been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too 